We've been talking about parasites and controlling parasites in goats. What other preventative things do we need to do for goats? Well, vaccinations. In general, vaccinations are simple in goats. I give them a CD&T shot yearly. Two doses when goats are kids, three to four weeks apart, starting when they are a few months old. Then annually. And then, honestly, I don't worry about anything else. We'll talk about the disease CL in a later episode, but I don't recommend vaccinating for it. Rabies is recommended, and I have pushed for people to get rabies vaccines for goats. But even though goat-producing veterinarians agree that rabies should be given, they don't quite end up giving it to even their own herds. I'll bring it up sometimes for the true pet goats, but still am not fervent in pushing this vaccine. Wow, all the time talking about vaccines in other episodes, and here I finish my vaccine talk in one paragraph. What has the world come to when I don't talk about vaccines ad nauseum? So if not vaccinations, what can we talk about this episode? Ah, uh, problematic male. Goat. Yeah. Goats are the only problematic males. So, most male goats do not need to be able to reproduce. Male goats um, have a stench to them. As much as I support goat producers, I can't drink goat milk, I can't eat goat ice cream, and I have never tried goat yet. The best I have done is to be able to eat goat cheese. But I've tried goat milk and goat ice cream, and I'm sure it's in my head, but all I can do is taste the smell that my brain associates with goats. And that smell is the smell of a male goat, which, for those of you who don't know, what I recommend is going to a farm and petting a goat that is male and is ready to breed females. You will then know what smell I'm referring to. Anyway, most male goats need to be castrated. In my bovine lectures, I discuss the benefit of knife castration versus banding. I'm biased because I fix the bandings that go wrong, but in summary, animals heal quicker and will start putting on weight quicker after a knife castration. But there's a trick in goats. Goats like to die, or at least that's what my vet school professors told me. If a goat has too much pain, it'll die. If goats get too much anesthetic drugs, it'll die. Some of my classmates who were instructed by the same professors banned goats. I do not. I perform each goat castration as a knife castration where I give them general anesthesia. For the vet students out there, for years I did this with small amounts of ketamine and xylazine given IV. I'd sit the goat on its butt on my tailgate, scrub the testicles, put a little lidocaine in the testicles, since I used a low dose of ketamine and xylazine, cut the bottom fourth of the testicles off, and then put a few ligatures on. Remove the testicles, leave the wound open so it will drain, and spray some alu-spray on the open wound. The only problem I had was, even though some goats would stand up right when I was done, the injectable anesthesia was so variable, sometimes it would be hours before the goats got up. This really freaked clients out. What I do now is have the goats come to the clinic, and instead of ketamine and xylazine, I use isoflurane. I tried this once out of necessity and have not gone back. 
Why? I found goats don't have a big excitatory phase with isoflurane. I masked them down and they are generally up a few minutes after the surgery and walking. It's so much more simple and generally less fight than even injectable anesthesia. But when do I neuter goats? I will wait until about five months of age. Why? Stones and crystals. Sometimes goats can have problems with their urinary pH, allowing the formation of stones. While female goats usually pass these, the small urethra in male goats aid in male goats getting blockages. Then the goat can't pee and this becomes a medical emergency. If you wait until five months to castrate, the testosterone will help the urethra develop slightly larger and hopefully prevent stone blockage of the urethra. Of course, waiting to this time also lets the testosterone have the goats realize they are male and they will start acting like a problematic male. This annoys a lot of clients who don't want to separate the young boys from females and do not want to see this behavior. But having dealt with a lot of blocked goats, a little irritation is better than seeing me on an ER visit with a goat that can't pee. And basically, there is another easy fix for preventing stone formation, feeding your goats ammonium chloride, which is in a lot of goat feeds or purchasable from feed stores as a powder you can mix in food. This will help keep the goat's urine pH at the proper level to prevent stone formation and help dissolve current stones forming crystals that are in the goat's bladder. I've seen stones in goats as early as six to eight weeks old, so it's not all about diet. But one thing I tell producers is not to overfeed your goat's grain. High grain levels aid making a suitable environment for stone formation. What other problems do goats have? Well, they eat things. I was once removing a broken horn from a goat and was bandaging what was left. I would reach behind me to grab the next layer of bandage and when I got to the tape I couldn't find it. My hand kept feeling around before I finally turned around. There was another goat in the pen while I was doing surgery and it was chomping away at the tape which I needed to finish my wrap. Horns, in general, I leave intact unless they are infected or broken where they could get infected. I'm not a dehorner of goats. Sure, goat horns can be dangerous. Watch where they swing those horns and keep your eyes away from them. You can get hurt. But in general, I like handles. Grab a goat by its horns and control its head and you can control the goat. So I don't dehorn. I can't say there's anything wrong with it. I just don't like doing that procedure. Instead, if you are worried about goat's horns doing damage to property or person, put tennis balls on the tip of the horns or pool noodles. Hmm. Uh, other random goat things. A lot of management for birthing. You can listen to my cattle episodes because I like herds that have babies at the same time. What applies to cows basically applies to goats in those situations. One thing I do with goats more than cattle is ultrasound to confirm pregnancy. I can't always count babies, but I can confirm live pregnancies, which lets you know who needs to be rebred. Speaking of babies, goats have a 148-day gestation period. If after birthing has started, a goat doesn't push a kid out every 30 to 45 minutes, there is a problem and intervention is needed. If a goat cannot be easily manipulated out of the birth canal, I jump to C-sections pretty quickly. 
Though some practitioners say it's a surgery they dread, I've had good success with local lidocaine of the left flank and incision isolating the uterus, removing the babies, suturing the uterus and the body clothes, and sending the goat or goats home. I have big hands. I cannot physically get them in small goats to manipulate the babies to get them out of the birth canal. I find goats tolerate locals well and generally recover well. C-sections can be done at the farm or since goats are small, bringing them to the wet table at the clinic with plenty of light is my new preferred method. Meningeal worm. This is a parasite problem you can see in ruminants from time to time. This is when a parasite goes to the wrong place in the body. In this case, the spine or the meninges, and it starts crawling around affecting the nerves of the goat. I also see this in llamas or alpacas. The most common problem I see with this is rear end weakness or paralysis. You can't really prevent this, but I know a lot who try with methods that are not helping us fight parasite resistance. But when it does happen, you treat by killing the parasite and supporting nerves while they heal. There are a variety of ways this can happen. So obviously there are more to goats than just a few discussions, but this covers the highlights. If you have other topics you want covered, shoot me an email and maybe I can put it on the topics list. That's all I have for goats now, but that covers most of what I see in goats. I'm Dr. Nathan. Thanks for listening. I hope our discussions are valuable to you and aid in giving perspective. If you want to contact us, please reach out to theveterinarypodcast at gmail.com. You can find a complete list of the podcast episodes on SoundCloud. If you find this information helpful and want more content, please join our Patreon, patreon.com slash theveterinarypodcast. And don't forget to follow our Facebook page, facebook.com slash theveterinarypodcast. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope this information is helpful to you. If you do find it helpful, please like it, share it, so other people may find it helpful as well.